Haymaker Coffee Company was established in 2021 to create the best coffee to fuel the underdogs who perseveres, who hustles, and have the give-it-all mentality to achieve their American dream. Haymaker Coffee only roasts top-quality, specialty-grade coffee beans resulting in brews that satisfies those who demand every drop from their coffee and day. If you work hard, run hard, fight hard, and play hard, we have your coffee right here. Welcome into another edition of the Stripe Show podcast. It is Froggy Wednesday, and today we have got a former FedEx Cup champion. He's got his own event on the Champions Tour. He is a World Golf Hall of Famer. I mean, basically, he's everything there is to be with golf. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got Jim Furyk here with us today. Jim, man, welcome to the uh, Stripe Show podcast. I appreciate it. Thanks. Nice to be here. I'm good, new. I'm doing good, doing well. How's uh, how has life been out on the uh, Champions Tour this year? Uh, I mean, good. I haven't really played particularly well. Uh, I think that's one one thing that's a little bit of a thorn on my side. But been working hard on my game. And um, last couple of events at Dix finished fourth. Last week at uh, Ally finished thirteenth. Uh, so uh, hopefully trending in the right direction. Hopefully seeing some of that hard work pay off. But uh, I think we've got four more events. Well, I've got four more events. We have five more events before the playoffs start. And, and most important, we have the Constellation Furyk and Friends coming up on uh, October 3 to 9. That is the number one event. That's exactly why we're here. So talk about your your event a little bit. Going on at Timaquana. I know they've made a lot of changes at Timaquana Country Club since your event last year. So talk about the changes that have been made. How will that affect the golf tournament? Well, I'm not sure the changes were major. They're, they're, they're calling it a restoration, not a renovation. Okay. Um, a lot of the changes were made to uh, – uh, they have a new irrigation system to upgrade the, uh, the drainage, uh, while they were doing that, they kind of regrassed, uh, the whole golf course. Uh, there's been some minor, minor design changes, but, uh, Tim Aquana was so good to start with. Uh, and I have a lot of respect for the architect and Bruce Hepner where you know, he didn't go in and try to make his mark. I think he tried to kind of restore a little bit of the Donald Ross traits and, and it looks good. It looks good. I haven't played uh, all 18 holes yet, but I've driven around him a number of times. Uh, I think I'm going to get out there actually tomorrow to play 18 uh, and really see it for the first time. Oh, nice. You get out there and see it. And uh, well, I mean, what we did now, were you able to have any input whatsoever on what was going on? Did the tournament having the tournament there long-term, did they make any changes as far as hospitality and things that would be better for the tournament? No, 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 no. Um, the, this restoration was already planned before okay. uh, our event was headed there for the constellation for your friends. It really was, it was not made for our event. Uh, however, we'll reap the benefits. There'll be a lot of positives. What's Tim Aquana's number eight? It's our number 17. Uh, that had a major upgrade uh, for last year's event because a lot of trees were taken out on that left side. Right. Again, not nothing we asked for, but when we saw it happening, we went, wait a second, we've got an, an awesome opportunity here. So uh, that's one of the three places on the golf course that I would direct fans to go to have a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, speaking of that football, tailgate village, yeah, talk, yeah, yeah. Talk about that. Uh, talk about tailgate village because that's yeah. very different than anything we see at another PGA Tour event. Well, you know, football's big in Florida. This is, you know, it's Florida, Florida State, Georgia, Miami. Uh, got a lot of fans out there. Uh, the Jaguars on Sunday, so uh, you know, we knew we were kind of button heads with football season. Uh, we decided to put two big screen TVs up there, left of the uh, the 17th hole. Uh, fans can uh, watch some golf, grab a beer. Uh, watch their favorite team on television and uh, Tabitha and I are huge, huge football fans. So yes. uh, we're really trying to create destinations and that's one of them on the golf course where uh, fans could come and golf's the vehicle. That's the golf's bringing you out, but we really want you to enjoy the food, the cocktails, the fun, the camaraderie. 
uh, being with your friends and, and uh, you know, tailgate village, right? There's, there's no better time than tailgating with your buddies before a football game. Exactly. Yeah. So speak about your field last year's field at the, at, at your event was the strongest field in the champions all year. I believe it was one of the strongest fields ever outside of a major. Correct. Correct. We so, had, we had the strongest field of the year. Uh, very proud of that. And uh, you know, very blessed. And um, go ahead. What was your question on top of that? Will you be able to repeat that again this year? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, obviously our defending champ's not going to be there. So having Phil uh, come and play, he only played maybe four or five champions tour events ever. So mm-hmm. having him present definitely pushes the needle. Uh, and then having him in contention and then to go on and win the event was a big deal. We had great ratings on, on the golf channel. Um, nice crowds following. So good spark for us with uh, what's going on in the world of golf and Phil kind of leaving for live that it's going to make it impossible for him to defend, but right. we're also going to have any, you know, we didn't have the, the deepest field on tour just with one player. So we're going to have right. a strong field again, uh, whether or not it's the strongest field in the champion store. Uh, I don't know it. Honestly, I, I got a lot of great friends out there, Hall of Famers, uh, folks that have been wonderful players for their entire career. They're going to be there. You're going to see Steve Stricker. You're going to see Freddie Couples. Um, they're ones that maybe don't play every event, but right. uh, great to see them again. And and uh, you name it. Um, w- we're excited and we're going to have a really good field again. Padraig Harrington playing again this year? Uh, I believe he is. He's playing the week prior in Europe. He was joking. He was uh, thanking me for sending the private plane over to pick him up. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I believe he is, but we'll see. We'll That's see. awesome. It really was. It, it was a strong field. Now, Phil not being able to defend, that is a direct result of him going to live. And when you are suspended on the PGA Tour, that also continues over to the PGA Champions, correct? Yeah, it's the whole umbrella, whether it's uh, the PGA Tour, the Corn Ferry, uh, the Champions Tour, uh you know, we all fit under the same rules and the same umbrella. Okay. So he's not able to come and defend. And that's correct. And that's, a, that's a decision that, you know, that, that, that the Phil made and we'll get further into live in, in a few minutes, but I know you've also got a, you've got a big concert event coming up yeah. and Jake Owen, Jake Owen concert. That is a party. And that's, that's going to be a good time at Daly's place. That is on a uh, Tuesday night, October 4th, I believe. That's correct. That's Jordan correct. Davis and uh, Jake Owen. Yep. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, I've had the opportunity to meet Jake. Don't know him real well, but uh, seems like a great guy. I know he's friends with a bunch of guys on the PGA tour, a little yeah. younger than me, those friends, but uh, <laughs> uh, really uh, he's I a good player. music. I admire his music. I know he loves golf. I met him at the father's son last year. He had brought his father. He was kind of the entertainment for our, uh, our dinner. He brought his dad to play along with in the, in the pro-am and, and Tanner and I were able to talk to him for a little while, which was fun. And, and uh Jordan Davis is just a, a wonderful human being. I love his music, but uh, he's been to our event a number of times and can't say enough good about him. He uh, He's just a good, solid dude and and uh, really, uh, really happy to have him back. Yeah, Jake's a good guy. He's really good friends with uh, Jordan Spieth. Yeah. And yep. uh, we had Jake here on the podcast, and he told us a story that uh, was like a legend story. So they were up uh, at the event. I think they were down in Vero Beach, where Jake's from. They were on the 18th hole, bunch of people around, and they had like 120 yards in. And Jordan's like, hey, would you guys get mad if I just jarred this from here? So just go ahead and just end this over. It was getting a little dark. And they're all like, whatever, just hit it. Sure enough, Jordan hits, knocked it hits in. the green one time, knocks it right in. I mean, just he said it was, it was, it was the most legendary setup, and then he actually pulled it off. Exactly. But, uh, well, nice. Nice. J- Jake loves golf. He played at Florida State, um, was a really good player. And I think he got hurt. 
and okay. that's what kept him from I didn't being he was on the golf team in florida state yeah he was yeah. yeah he's a heck of a player then yeah yeah he was he was a good player so he All loves right. golf he'll be good he'll have a good time i'm gonna say uh, he probably still made the right career decision would be my guess yeah you think so <laughs> he told me he goes i pick up a lot more girls with this guitar than i would have golf clubs. <laughs> i bet he does i bet he does <laughs> so he's uh he's a good guy i saw him in uh st augustine late last year i believe it was we went to the show in st augustine and it, it really is it's just fun Good. It really is a good, good. show, so well, that'll be we're, good. We're very uh, excited to have them, and uh, it's a huge boost for the event. Yeah, Daly's Place, uh, Tuesday night, October 4th. October 4th, absolutely. And uh, you can get tickets at uh, uh, is it Constellation and Friends. It's constellationfuricandfriends.com, and uh, I believe Ticketmaster is handling yeah. those as well. Constellationfuricandfriends.com. We'll, we'll yeah. also put all of the uh, links to this. Uh, here on the YouTube page, and we'll also put it on our social media when we load this. Awesome. So make sure everybody can uh, can get tickets. So it's a fun event. It's good. It's a good time. Getting to the event is a lot of fun, actually. There's multiple ways to get there, but the water taxi really is fun. It adds a whole nother element to getting to the golf tournament. Absolutely. Uh, Circle K is uh, the, the sponsor of the water taxi. It's from downtown. Everyone wants to know how long the trip is. Uh, I've taken the water taxi. We kind of practiced it last year. A lot of it depends on the wind, the tide, you know, the waves out there, but uh, it's about a two beer trip, right. you know, there's a, there's a bar on the boat. You can have a good time. Um, but how many, how many golf tournaments do you know of that you can enter by boat? And, uh, you know, Timaquan is in a little tight piece of property. So parking's interesting. And is. this is a great way and a fun way to get to the golf tournament. Uh, enjoy what we believe. I mean, the St. John's river, the view from Timaquana of the city of Jacksonville is just stunning. And, it's one of the things we wanted to showcase, you know, uh, the players is in Ponte Vedra and mm -hmm. it gets a lot of TV time as it should. It's one of the, you know, elite and premier events in the world, but our event, we really wanted to showcase Jacksonville and the downtown area and uh, our St. John's river. And, and uh, what better way to do it to, to hop on a boat and, and ride the Timaquana that way. It is. It's fun. So make sure you get out, take the whole family, enjoy it. It really is a lot of fun. I know you guys are doing military uh, discounts as well, as far as military members buying tickets as well. Uh, not actually not discounts, uh, military members or families, they get in free. So, wow. uh, you can go to constellation Fury and friends. You can get more information about that. Uh, we have a Patriots outpost, uh, on the seventh hole. It's a par three. It's a place where they can come and get some food and drinks and some reduced prices on beer, uh, and, and, and alcohol. And, uh, really just, uh, you know, Jacksonville is a huge military town and sitting there right next to NAS Jack's. Um, we use the base a little bit for some parking. Um, they've been great, uh, to work with and, and, uh, we're just so blessed to have them. And so we wanted to kind of reach out and make sure, uh, make sure they have some great access to the event and come out and, and have some fun. That's awesome. So it's a whole week of festivities. I know last year it was amazing how much rain you guys got on that first round on Friday last yep. year. Yeah. And, and we that, were lucky to get the whole round in, which uh, was even better. And the golf course took all that rain. You were able to get the drainage, able to get the water off, and able to finish on Sunday on time, which early on Friday didn't look like, didn't look like that was going to be a possibility. So last well, year you the, got really lucky. Yeah, the good news with the champion stores, we're, we're dealing with one wave of players. So, you know, half of a field on a PGA Tour event. We're dealing with, you know, 78 players. So right. that gives us a little bit more time to catch up. Um, I guess really hats off to our, our tournament staff. I mean – uh, day one, right? First official day. We're just kind of hoping things go smooth, trying to get our feet wet, running our first event and, uh, you know, major rain delay. We have to make some decisions about fans. And, uh, you know, I, I give, we have a small, small staff, but I give a lot of credit to, uh, 
Adam Renfro, our tournament director, and his staff and, and how they handled that situation. And as you said, we kind of we were lucky to get the first round in on Friday so that everything ran smoothly for Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, it was nice. So make sure you head out. It's fun. It really is fun for the whole family. Getting there is fun. The golf's fun. You got Tailgate Village. You can watch a little college football action. Yeah. See some see some good golf. Uh it really, check it really out is. the check out the Circle K party porch uh on number okay. seven. Okay. Uh, Circle K loves to have a good time. They're our presenting sponsor. And right. they've got uh an area out there. Uh number seven's a part three. Um, mm-hmm. anytime a two is made on number seven. You got seven minutes to buy your beer. That cost two dollars at that point. So they wow. created a uh, a fun fun atmosphere. Uh, you'll have tacos on on twelve as you do with the players. Yes, taco. Uh, and then we also we also have a, an upgraded um, an upgraded uh, ticket. It's called Club Fifty Eight, and so that sits behind, kind of behind the tenth green, next to the eleventh tee, next to the thirteenth tee, next to the seventeenth green, and also next to the eighteenth tee. So you have views. Uh, of all five holes it's elevated about 10 feet off the ground and uh, all food and drink inclusive and you don't have to buy a group like 10 or like like a cabana you can get individual tickets so uh, club 58 was huge for us and i would also uh you know for folks that are interested in that and the views go check it out it's a good spot i'm not going to let you just gloss over club 58 that easy it's named (laughs) club 58 for one reason because this gentleman is the only guy to shoot 58 on the pga tour so so you know, I watched uh, the other day, there was some stuff running on golf channel. They were showing the highlights from that 58 and I, and I'm sure you'll agree that 58 could easily have been like a 56. It was, I mean, it was, it was a yeah. lip out from a 56 to could have been outs. a 56, but it probably was uh closer to a 61. How's that? <laughs> I don't know. That putt on that, that, the uh, birdie putt, was it on 16 or 17? 15 the one that came back at me yes i was stepping it in and it spit it spit it right back at me. i don't I was, know how that didn't fall i mean that, that I that's was, a 57 uh, and there was another one that was pretty close as well when you have a 58 to go yeah it could have been in this it could i mean the, when you have like a 72 and you're like yeah it really could have been a 68 it's easy but when you have a 58 it's not easy to just sit there and go yeah you know what i left a few out there well yeah um but like i said it when you're when you're shooting numbers like that, you had a lot better opportunity to shoot 62 than I did 56. Put it that way. Right. So uh, pretty pretty happy with the 58, and and pretty kind of a cool feather in my cap right now to to be the only guy uh, to shoot that number. Eventually, it'll change. Uh, it'll get beat someday down the road, but uh, it's, oh, no. it's fun kind of holding the record uh, while I while I can. And you've also got a 59 <laughs> as well, right? Yep. Yep. Sure. Uh, that's so. Again, to to do it twice is uh, really a cool accomplishment. I never really thought I'd have the opportunity to do it once, and then to be able to do it twice is a lot of fun. Yeah. So if you uh, so if you go to the event, you got to stop by stop by Club Fifty Eight just for nothing else, just because Jim's the only guy that ever shot Fifty Eight on tour. And it sounds like it's a good. <laughs> place. Yeah. It's 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 the cool spot. I mean, it's a massive platform, views of five holes. You know, your your alcohol and your food included. Um, it's it's really a cool spot. So I would entice people to to check it out online. Go to Constellation Furic and Friends, and that's something you're interested in. I'm telling you, it won't disappoint. There's a lot of hospitality events, a lot of things to do there. And like I said, getting to the tournament is fun, whether you go by car or whether you go by boat. And I can't really think of another tournament you can go by boat. I'm sure that maybe there's one somewhere, but it's trust Not me. Not that I know of, but I'm it sure really, there is. It's a, it really <laughs> is a lot of fun. So uh, October 7th? Uh, the is tournament is October time? seven, eight, and nine. The tournament seven, eight, proper, nine. but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, October third we have a Monday pro am. Tuesday is the concert, which is October fourth, 
we have pro-ams on uh, October 5 and 6. So it's a busy week all week, but uh, the tournament proper for fans that come out and watch their favorite Champions Tour players, October 7, 8, and 9. Eight and nine. All right, cool. So you guys, uh, anybody in the Jacksonville area, hell, it's even a destination. Come on down, have a great time. Jacksonville's beautiful in October. I mean, the weather, I remember the weather last year was absolutely perfect. Other than that little rain we got on Friday. It was a little, it was a little warmer than we're used to in October, but uh, (laughs) it's still pretty good. Still pretty good. PXG has done it again with the launch of a new lineup of drivers, fairways, hybrids, and irons. The new Gen 5 golf clubs deliver significantly increased MOI, faster ball speeds, longer distances, and tighter dispersions, all coupled with the exceptional feel and sound golfers have come to expect from PXG. Schedule your custom fitting or buy online at pxg.com. A little bit. It was nice. So uh, big event. Come down, see the concert. Unfortunately, so I've got my I've got my event going on on that Monday the third, and Jim played in my event last year. But we had to move it because of the, that's when the uh, golf course had available. So this year, unfortunately, we lost Jim, but actually, absolutely for a good reason. So I enjoyed you coming out last year. And really, really, I, Jim, I, I can't tell you much. I appreciate you coming out. Yeah, I had a good time. Thank you very much. It was fun playing with you and your son and friends. I had a good time. Yeah. We had a good time. My son still talks about it. He still talks about that. I can't believe I got to play golf with Jim Furyk. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, trust me, you're you're very lucky to be able to play golf with Jim. He's like, he makes the game look so easy. I'm like, because it is easy to him. It's different yeah. than it is to us. Some days it is, some days it isn't. How's that? <laughs> it is. So uh, big week this past week, Tour Championship, yep. uh, Atlanta. Roy McIlroy becomes the first to win the FedEx Cup three times. Maybe, yeah. maybe you can talk about how difficult is it uh, to win the FedEx Cup? You won it, you know, once. You remember Once. what that's like to win it three yeah. times. How difficult is that? Yeah, very difficult. I mean, you have to get yourself in position with a really good season, but then you also have to play well at the right time. So I would say that uh, for one reason or another, I would say Eastlake kind of suits Rory's eye. Like he feels comfortable there. He's had success in the past. So mm-hmm. it's always nice going to courses where you do that. Um, I always enjoyed Eastlake. I love the golf course. And so I was kind of happy to have the uh, the season finale in our Super Bowl on that golf course. Um, you know, I, I, I laugh a little bit. You know, the first thing they said was, well, you know, Tiger's only won this thing twice and, and you won it three times. So you're one up on them, but you know, we played a lot of years before we had a FedEx. Right. <laughs> if something tells me Tiger probably would have won more than three. So he might have, um, <laughs> yeah. Rory will get there. I'm sure he's not done yet. Um, amazing talent. Uh, good guy as well. So uh, happy for him. And, Felt felt a little, you know, a little soft spot for Scotty Scheffler. He had such a good year, had a big lead going into that last day. And, and uh, you know, Rory chased him down and played a heck of a round. So, uh, you know, felt bad for Scotty, but uh, he had one heck of a year. And uh, as always, handled himself with, I saw his interview after the uh, event, handled oh. himself with a lot of class. I love when he went over to Scotty's dad and gave him a hug and just, I mean, Rory just completely, Rory is just displaying what, what class is. And I, I love to see that on the tour. I love to see the way these guys are getting along and they've, they've galvanized uh, the guys that are there with everything going on. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, good, good to see Rory win, but yeah, I did. I, I felt like Scotty even said something that, that really kind of, kind of struck me as strange and as an amateur and as somebody who just, I just play golf for fun it made me realize how difficult golf is. He said that in the morning, his golf swing felt great. Do you remember he went out, finished his third round, first thing on Sunday morning, I think he shot three or four under. Uh, He played 
12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Yeah, he made, a, he made a lot of birdies early in that, yeah. on, on that day. Yep. Yeah, he played like six. He played, he made four birdies, I think, in six holes on Sunday morning. Okay. Then in a matter of three hours, he said his golf swing changed. When he went out to go warm up and play, golf swing changed. If Scotty Scheffler is the best player in the world and his golf swing changes in three hours, I know that I have absolutely no chance of ever playing great golf consistently. <laughs> I think a lot of it for us is more the feeling we get, you know, a minor a minor adjustment here, a minor adjustment there. And all of a sudden it doesn't quite feel as good as uh, it did before. Um, and I think it's, it's tough too having a big lead. I think you had a five, six, six, yeah, shot, six lead. shot lead. Yeah. I was playing uh, the ally championship up in Flint, Michigan. So I didn't get an opportunity to see it, but I, yeah, the six shot lead going to Sunday. Those, you know, it's, it's tough to, um, you have to kind of trick yourself. You know, it's, you have to keep the pedal down. You have to stay aggressive, but it's really tough to do, right? It's knowing that, uh, you know, he goes and shoots two or three under and someone's got to shoot eight or nine to catch him. That's right. going to be extremely difficult to do on a Sunday. So, um, you know, it, I've been in that position once or twice in my career where I had a big lead, um, uh, probably most, most notably the U S open. I think I had a four shot lead going to the Sunday and, and trying to talk myself into staying aggressive and, playing like I didn't have a lead or playing like I was, you know, maybe a shot back uh, is a really hard thing to do. So what would you rather do, Jim? If you, if you could put your finger on one or the other, would you rather have a six shot lead or be down by one going into the final round? Oh, I'll take the lead every time. Are you kidding okay. me? Um, yeah. I mean, I realize it's a mental battle, but at the end of the day, there's a score that's going to win. And if I'm six <laughs> up, I don't have to shoot as good to get there. Right. So I'm, I'm taking right. the lead. Right. And I feel like my game lends itself to, uh, when I'm playing well, uh, and I, and, and my games, uh, you know, doing well, I hit a lot of fairways and a lot of greens, uh, that puts a lot of pressure on other folks. And so if you can have a lead and then continue to drive it down the middle of the fairway, hit greens, now you just put so much pressure on, on the right. other folks. I'll tell you, Jim can putt lights out. So last year at the golf tournament, I don't think you missed one putt inside eight feet. I don't, I mean, everything. I remember there was one putt on number eight. It was 10 feet. None of us made it. I, I thought you were going to make it when you didn't, I did go, Oh man, and you looked at me and you go, well, you didn't make it either. I'm like, no, no, I didn't. you're right. I didn't. <laughs> they can't all go in statistically. <laughs> no, they can't all go in. They don't all go in. So, so much going on in the world of golf. Uh, I mean, just the fact that we've basically gotten 20 some minutes here in the podcast and haven't mentioned the L I V word. Yeah. Other that, than, that broke other a record for me the last few months, for sure. <laughs> it is for sure. Cause listen, it is a big deal. It has turned golf. I don't want to say upside down, but it has opened up and put more eyes on the sport, which some would argue is better. Um, I just don't, I don't want live to be all anybody talks about now, because I think it does take away from the other accomplishments, whether it's your event going on here in Jacksonville, whether it's the accomplishments of Roy McElroy uh, and winning a FedEx cup and those things deserve the spotlight more so than guys who are choosing to go, whether you well, like it or not, go right. play for more money. What, and that's, that's what? really why they're leaving what Liv has done a really good job of is sprinkling a little bit of information at you every two or three weeks and staying very relevant and staying right. in the news. And, and it, it continues, you know, to, to keep people talking about it. they've, they've done very well in their marketing. Um, I would say somewhat genius and in, in some areas, and that's got the conversation going. Um, things will mellow out eventually, you know, eventually we'll get to a point where, the guys are going to go or go and the guys are going to stay are going to stay. You're going to have two competing tours. Um, and you know, it, it, it I, th I think things will settle down a little bit. And, um, you know, I'm excited for, uh, 
I'm excited to hear a little bit more about the changes that the PGA Tour is making and the elevated right. events and how you qualify, how you stay in the elevated events, how you fall out of the elevated events, how you can work your way from, we'll say, uh, kind of a mid-level uh, up into those elevated events. And so I'm, I'm anxious to hear, you know, the changes are great. And if people say, what do you think? I'm like, well, I mean, in one side, it sounds great. I mean, right now, you, next year, they're going to play 17 events that are most likely going to be $20 million purses, right? right? 12 elevated events. I'm sure the four majors are going to have to step it up and they're going to have to get the 20 million. And then you're going to have the players championship, which is probably 25. So mm-hmm. you're going to have these elevated events, but I'm, I'm a little anxious. I want to hear about how you qualify for them. How do I get in those? Are they, is it all run off this, the PIP, the player impact program? If so, is, is the PIP changing and the way they do it? Um, and, and most importantly, as a player, you know, if, if I were 25 years old, how do I work my way into that? Sounds great. Right. You know, and, and if I'm one of those guys, all right, how do I stay? You know, how do I stay in this elevated event? Because that's the series. And those are the folks I want to be playing against week in and week out. And what about these Monday events, the Tiger, the, the, the new Tiger and Roy thing they put together, where it sounds like yeah. it's a stadium event and maybe the next week's tour event. I, I don't really understand fully. And then is it a skills challenge at a stadium? Like, do, do, do you understand exactly what these events are? I don't. I don't. I took it as it was uh, like they were using technology. So they were using like uh, almost like a simulator type thing is the way I took it. But maybe, right. I, honestly, Froggy, I have no idea. I'm more... Not that I don't think that's important. Not that I don't think that'll be an interest for fans and in a way probably for those players to to make some money as well. But I'm more, I'm just more interested in kind of the nuts and bolts and the bones of the PGA tour and how those elevated work, elevated events are going to work. Yeah. Cause they are, you know, and that's the thing is that it, there's absolutely no doubt that the PGA tour has reacted to what is going on. And some people see that as a negative. I don't see that as a negative. I see it as, Hey, you know, Live is something that we are going to have to deal with. It is something we're going to have to compete with. So we might as well find a way to do it. So I don't have an issue with what they're doing. Do you think that the tour could have handled this differently or any better? And maybe some guys would not have left and gone over. Well, possibly. I mean, three years ago, it was hard to imagine. I guess it was hard to wrap my head around. Uh the guaranteed money and the amount of guaranteed money it was going to take for the live tour to start wooing players in. And then, uh, I mean, I just don't see, again, I could be naive and I don't know. I just don't see how they're going to actually get a return on that investment. Uh Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe it's an endless supply of cash um, and it doesn't matter. But three years ago, my brain didn't (laughs) kind of understand that theory. And so I still don't. (laughs) Um, so I don't don't have sponsors. um, They don't have TV deals. They don't, I mean, there's, there's no way to recoup any of this money. And I get right now they're okay with that, but that can't go on forever. I'm under the, if you ask me and I I may handle it different than some players, I don't think the PGA tour had much of a choice other than to react the way they did the two tours. In my mind, I've never heard of an idea how they're going to coincide. How do Mm -hmm. we take the best players off the PGA tour? 14 weeks a year and then look at our sponsors because that is events we're taking away that they're going to play in the PGA tour. How do we look at FedEx our umbrella sponsor? How do we look at uh, our title sponsors saying, I know they're not going to play some of your events, but we still, uh, you know, we're still expecting X amount per event. Uh, I, I, I don't think the tour had another way to react other than to 
combat what was going on and basically tell the players that they had to choose one way or the other. Um, they had a new TV deal. They had been telling us for, you know, two or three years that they really thought purses were going to increase. They got that TV deal done. Purses were going to increase, but as you said, they had to react and they had to, uh, they actually made another, you know, with, with, uh, the meeting that Rory and Tiger had in uh, Wilmington, they reacted again and actually up the stakes even more to try to entice folks to stay. Um, you know, it's always going to, in my mind, it's always going to be the most competitive tour. It's going to be the, the the place where if, if you want to prove yourself and, and be the best player in the world, you're going to have to do it playing the PGA tour. But, uh, you know, those folks that the folks that, that went and played the live tour, it's their choice. That's kind of what, what, what we have. Uh, you know, I, I can choose to go play, play there. I can stay uh, here and play the PGA tour. You make your decisions, you move on. You know, I guess the, the outlier is, you know, will they ever play in a major championship again? Well, right. You know, well, if they don't get real ranking points, you know, all those guys are going to eventually fall out of the top 50. They're eventually going to lose, you know, maybe, maybe we'll see what Augusta does, but maybe they allow their defending champs or their past champions to come back and play. Yeah. But eventually a lot of those guys are going to fall out and, and the young guys that haven't won a major championship, you know, may never get that opportunity. And, and it's an interesting, uh, it's an inter- interesting decision that they had to make and, and probably one that, uh, you know, I always, uh, I realize I hear the, you know, Scotty said, uh, you know, he didn't play the game for money. Right. And, you know, it's his job and he makes a great living at doing it. I think what he's saying is he doesn't, doesn't make his decisions on the golf course. Right. Based around based on funds. financial situations. You know, am I going to hit this shot because it's going to cost me X amount of money? No, he's trying to win golf tournaments. He's trying to. Have you ever done high. that? Has that ever crossed your mind, Jim? Have you ever no. stood over a shot and no. known this shot's worth X amount of dollars? No. I mean, at the end of the day, you miss a putt on 18. You go, I wonder what that cost me, you know? And, right. uh, but I never stood on the green and thought about what it meant. No. I was, if I was in seventh place, I was trying to find a way to get the fourth. If I was in fourth, I was trying to get, find a way to get the second. I was in second. I was trying to find a way to win the golf tournament. Um, I was always thinking about where I was going to finish. And, and, uh, and you know, the, the best competition uh, still, you know, is always going to be on the PGA tour. Uh, You know, the, the, the depth and the amount of great players is right now on the PGA tour. And if you want to hone your game and you want to be the best player, that's where you're going to have to do it. Glenn Fittich, the world's most awarded single malt scotch whiskey is expertly crafted and made with extraordinary care. Each single malt is a work of perfection. Yeah, I mean, I I know some people are worried about the players that are leaving, but I see it as kind of two things. Number one, I see it as, and then in the newest list that came out yesterday of guys that have gone and included Cameron Tringali and Harold Varner. Nothing against Harold, uh, 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 Harold Varner or Tringali, but neither one of them have ever won a PGA Tour event. If that's where Liv is and now that those are the American players that they're going after, guys who have never won, I think the tour is in a great spot, number one. Number two, the Dustin Johnsons of the world and, 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 and the guys who have gone, Bryson, and, and the, 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 the upper echelon players, there was a time that they were brand new players in the PGA Tour. There are more Dustin Johnsons and Bryson DeChambeau's that want to be on the PGA Tour that are young guys that are coming up. And those guys will perform because they're going to be given the same opportunity and the same arena to show their skills. And they will be the new stars of tomorrow that will be on the PGA tour. Sure. Sure. I think, you know, adding, you know, I I think Cameron and Harold have great games. I think adding them adds depth to, uh, 
you know, the one thing with the live tours, there's 48 players, but there's not a lot of depth to be honest oh. with you. They have some star power at the top and name recognition, um, but not a lot of depth in those fields. And so you're adding some depth. Um, so I don't want to take away from players. Um, and yeah, I, I think losing your superstars, losing Dustin and Bryson and Brooks, uh, possibly Cam Smith, if he goes, uh, um, yeah, there's more down the list, but yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed. I want to see him play on the PGA tour. I want to see him play, uh, you know, here at home, but, um, they have to make that decision and they did. And, uh, and they also have to live with the repercussions on top of it, which, which is fine. Uh, I think that's kind of part of, uh, they get, they had the opportunity to pick and choose. They made that decision. And, and, uh, the way I see like Dustin, I mean, he's, you know, he's not part of a lawsuit. He's no. not, he's not bitching and pissing and moaning either. He's just right. going about his business and playing his thing. And, and I have to respect that. 100%. I, I wish you were I, playing the PJ tour, but right. I respect it. I agree. I don't like that. The guy, I don't like the decision that they made. They're entitled to make it. I don't like it. I don't agree with it. Right. Um, but I do respect guys like Dustin and Brooks who have gone. They're not part of these lawsuits and they're trying to sue the PGA tour back to come back. It's like, Hey, you said you wanted to go cause you wanted to play less golf. You have to play all of their events. And now you're going to sue the PGA tour to come back and play events that you willingly walked away from. Like none of that made sense to me. And so that's why, like and you the said, tour, the tour had to protect their product. They right. had to do what they did. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Have you had any friends? Is there anybody that's gone over to live that you would consider are your friends and has it affected your friendship with them? Um, uh, I wouldn't say any, really any, any friendships have been affected. Um, I haven't, I've known Phil since we were kids. I mean, I played college golf against him at Arizona. He was at Arizona state. Right. Um, I've known him forever. We haven't spoken, but I don't, you know, I, I you know, I, I played, played in, you know, Ryder cups with Dustin Johnson, uh, both Dustin and Brooks played for me. I mean, I respect them and, and, uh, I, you know, I don't have any malice, put it that way. I right. wish they would have stayed. I wish, uh, they would still be playing the PGA tour, but you know, they chose what, what, what they thought was best for them. And that, and that's fine. So I don't really, if I saw Brooks and Dustin, I wouldn't like walk the other way. I would ask right. them how they were doing. Right. Do you think there is any road back to the PGA tour for these guys? Let's say that guys regret, they go something this, you know, this tour folds up. It doesn't happen. Is there a way back? Has that been discussed at all? Do you know, Jim? I don't. And I'm pretty far removed being on the PGA tour champions. Um, I'm not out there on a daily, you know, weekly basis. I'm not hearing. Um, I know one thing I'm old enough to know that you never say never, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Right now it seems a little bit unlikely. Uh, you know, it's not, I don't think uh, one of those players is going to call Jay up tomorrow and say, you know what? I changed my mind. I'd love to play next year. I, I don't think it works that way. Right. Um, but down the road, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I feel like in order, in order for players to want to jump and go to that tour, they had to feel like eventually there would be world golf rankings. Eventually they would have access to major championships. And if something broke down, five years down the road and the live tour just decided, you know what, we're not willing to float this money anymore. They probably felt there was an Avenue back, but uh, I just don't know if, I don't know if any of those three things are, are, you know, are, are possible. You just brought up my next point is the world golf ranking point. So Cam Smith uh, this morning was announced uh, yesterday morning 
was announced as going to be in the field for Boston. Now, some people have asked, why would he go now and not play in the President's Cup? And the reason for that is, if you want to be uh, a part of the final live event in Miami that's uh, being held at Trump National Doral, you had to play so many events. And the Boston event is the last event you could start that event and play enough to get into the finals for the big money pot at the end for live. Okay. So that's why these guys are going now and okay. not playing uh, the president's cup. My question is, as far as world golf ranking points go, Cam Smith is number two in the world and was approaching number one, the more he, the better he played. He was pretty, I mean, I'm not saying it was out of reach. Scotty Shelter's got a pretty good lead, but his n- number one was, you know, was inside. He could see it. And now chances are that's something that he will never attain. Um, do you know anything about where they stand? I know they've applied for world golf ranking points. Uh, I don't well, think they qualify that, on different levels. I know that levels. there is a list of qualifications uh, for to to get world ranking points. Uh, you know, four round tournaments, cuts, an avenue to qualify for the tour, a way to get out there. There's they fall short in a number of different categories, and they're going to have to. My guess would be, in order to get world ranking points, they're going to have to kind of change the way they do their business. Um, you know. Uh, past that uh, and i think it's also a one year you apply and there's like a one year waiting list before you then qualify for world ranking points if, if, if i'm correct um i'd be interested like if you asked 100 players how important it was to get the to get to be the number one player in the world like how important that number was i mean i think it's a cool feather in your cap but i would think winning golf tournaments and winner winning major championships like if you asked me would you rather have been number one in the world at one moment or won a major championship, I'd have taken the major championship. I mean, my okay. name's on the trophy forever and, and that's history. And, you know, um, I had a long stint at number two in the world, uh, and about Oh five, Oh six or Oh six, Oh seven. There was some guy named Tiger Woods though, that had like triple the amount of points as me. And so it really didn't, it never felt all that cool to be number two because we were so far behind him. It didn't, it could have been number 12. It really didn't matter. I read somewhere, and I don't know if this is true. I read somewhere that at one point, I don't know if it was you at number two or Phil at number two, but at one point the distance between one and two was greater than the distance from two to like 25 or 30. Is that true? Oh, I'm sure it was. I mean, he had, if I remember like my divider was like, 6.5 and his was 18. And so then it was like six, five and like six, four, six, three, six, you know, down the road. And right. And he, I mean, he basically had, he was earning almost triple the amount of points per event that I was. Wow. And, you know, so it, he just was so dominant at that, at that era. So you're saying that maybe being number one in the world is really not that important winning a major championship. He won no, the players. I, he won a major not, championship this year. I'm just saying, if you ask a hundred players, I'd be curious what they say. I'm not saying it's not important. I think it's a cool feather in your cap, but if you said, you know, win the players championship or be number one, man, I'm taking the players every time I want to win. That's, you know, but now, by the way, you've done that as well too. I think it would be cool. I mean, Hey, having 58 on my resume is really cool. But then again, if you said 58 or winning the U S open, man, I'm taking the U S open. I'm on that trophy forever. So let me ask you, Jim, of your 58, Winning the players, U.S. Open, number two in the world. I'm sure there's other accomplishments. What are you most proud of in your career that you were able to accomplish? Uh, I think winning the U.S. Open. And then uh, if you go back to the whole FedEx Cup, um, winning the FedEx Cup, winning the Tour Championship, winning three times that year, winning the FedEx Cup. But 
kind of what I thought was really cool. I got voted by my peers as player of the year. Wow. Um, that I really thought was cool. Um, so the two things that stick out to me are winning a major championship and having a season where my peers voted me as the player of the year. I thought that was really cool. That is strong. That is Jim. Thank you for your time, man. I appreciate, I appreciate it. Once it. again, you've got your event coming up uh, fans, October 7th, 8th and 9th at Timaquana country club here in Jacksonville. Get out and see the uh, Furyk constellation Furyk and friends event. It really truly is a fun event. Getting there is fun. Time at the golf course is fun. Golf courses has been reimagined, which it really is. It was a beautiful place. I haven't seen it since they've since they've reimagined. It's it. still it beautiful. Like, it's still it was, beautiful. Timaquana is one of my favorite golf courses in the country. It's it's fantastic, and and uh, it even got upgraded in this in this restoration. So excited is. for uh, our players to see it. Um, we got Jake Owen on uh, October fourth. Got mm-hmm. tickets for that. Uh, great golf on October seven, eight, nine, and go to constellationfurikandfriends.com. Good deal, Jim. Thank you for your time, man. Good luck. When will we will we see you again out on the PGA Tour? I know you had a hole-in-one at your first event on the PGA Tour this year out in Hawaii. Um, and uh, and you've, you've played some other events. Will, will we see you again at some events this year? Uh, I'm done. I played three this year. Uh, maybe next year. How's that? Maybe. Okay, maybe, so there's a chance we'll I see played, you next uh, year. I played the Sony Open in Hawaii. I played the RBC Heritage. And I played the U.S. Open this year. Right. Um, and that's those three. That's it. But uh I have, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, six or seven more Champions Tour events to play this year and then shut it down for a little while. Nice. Good deal. Well, Jim, thank you for your time, man. Really appreciate it. Always love to have you on. Good luck at your event, and uh, we'll see you out there. Thanks, Froggy. Appreciate it.